The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. G'day guys, welcome back to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. I am your host Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, at HoopBallPels is the show. Go and give us a like and a subscribe and all that sort of fun carry on that we like to uh, plug on these things. Uh, welcome back. Uh, today, as I talked about on the last podcast, uh, I was going to meet with a very special guest. Uh, that has happened. We're going to bring him on very, very shortly. Um as you know, I have a very soft spot for New Orleans. I suppose doing a New Orleans podcast that um, is what resonates with me. And for me, uh, watching the devastation over there, um, you know, I can't even comprehend what's going on with a lot of the communities over there and, and uh, how people are coping with the, the devastation that was COVID. And then, um, of course, Hurricane Ida that is only a month old now. Um, and obviously, repairs are still underway for that. So I thought, well, you can't really do much from over here, and our borders are closed, so I can't fly over and, I don't know, build stuff, and I'm not very good at doing any of that anyway. Um, so what I did uh, want to do is, is reach out to a uh, charity and organisation in New Orleans, and um, I was lucky enough to get put in touch with uh, Feed the Second Line and uh, Devin DeWolf, and that's who I've got on today. Uh, Devin is the board member and founder of uh, Crew of Red Beans and also Feed the First Line and Feed the Second Line, and um, I've got him on. So, Devin, without further ado, how are you going? Oh, very good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, we got the uh, the time difference to work, and I really appreciate you taking time. It's five o'clock over there, and um, you know, it's one of those key periods before dinner and everything's starting to fire up, so I appreciate you, you um, yeah, slotting me in. Absolutely, no problem. Happy to do it. <laughs> okay, so as I, as we were saying off the air, um, I I'm based in Perth, and um, as the listeners know, um, I've been cheering on the people over there, and um, you know, my heart goes out to everyone affected by Ida and also COVID, and I wanted to do something a little bit more, um, 
and and support people that are actually making a difference over there. Um, and I come across uh, Kevin Barrios um, from the Bird Rights tagged uh, you guys and, and said um, you're fantastic uh, organisation and you should throw your support behind them. So I had a bit of research into you guys and um, and found that what you guys are doing is just something that's right up my alley as well. I think it's just fantastic um, uh, organization and what you guys are doing. So if, if you're able, are you able to just uh, explain to the listeners what you guys do and, um, and how it all came about? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's kind of a long story and I'll try to tell it quickly, um, but I'm a parade organizer. Uh, we have a Mardi Gras parade, uh, which is the crew of red beans. And for 13 years, uh, we've been parading every Lundi Gras. And when COVID hit, um, we basically wanted to help our city because uh, New Orleans was one of the first places in America to get hit with COVID um, because of Mardi Gras, because um, hundreds of thousands of tourists you know, came here. And um, COVID was really bad and the first wave here was very scary. And my wife is an ER doctor actually uh, at the University Medical Center in New Orleans. So she would come home from work, super stressed out every day. And I knew kind of what she was going through um, just by being her husband. And I knew that it was the scariest, most stressful thing that had ever happened. And um, you know, one day she came home and what she told me about work uh, was that a nurse brought cookies And that was the light bulb moment of, oh yeah, of course, like people in any workplace like good food. And if you give good food to the workplace, people are gonna be a little bit happier that day. And that was our first initiative, um, which we called Feed the Frontline, NOLA. And because we had a crew with 400 crew members, we could actually build a team really quickly of volunteers who could help us create Um, a really big initiative. And, you know, we started with $60. And six weeks later, we had actually raised a million dollars. And we were feeding every single hospital, ER and ICU in the entire uh, city of New Orleans, which was really crazy. Um, And we were feeding them twice a day, really good food from some of the best restaurants in our city as a way to support the restaurants. And we were hiring musicians because I knew, all right, the musicians are screwed. um, So we have to hire them, give them job opportunities. And um, so we were hiring them to be our delivery people. And then uh, we learned a lot from that first initiative. And what was also happening at the same time, because we are a parade organization, I had crew members going to buy groceries for Benny Jones, who's the leader of the Treme Brass Band. Uh, Mr. Benny is an elder, and I basically did not want him to have to go to the grocery store because I felt like if he went to the grocery store, the chance of getting COVID would be a lot higher than if he just stayed home. And he could stay home and be okay if somebody's buying groceries and delivering them to his house. So we were doing that anyway. And I basically took everything that we learned from the first initiative and put that to create Feed the Second Line. And Feed the Second Line is basically um, a lot of New Orleans culture happens on the street. And a lot of it is um, made by regular people like Mr. Benny or Al Carnival Tom Johnson, who's the grand marshal of our parade every year 
or the Mardi Gras Indians or the baby dolls or the second lines. These are really the soul of New Orleans. And what I felt like um, was really important to do is to create a safety net for those people. And it's special because for us, it's not, oh, these people are so poor, let's give them you know, food and let's like, let's pity them. It's nothing like that. It's actually us saying, these people make our city so special and we wanna channel the love that we have for them into supporting them. And it's a way that every single person who loves New Orleans culture can start to support it. Because if you donate, um, and we, we have a lot of monthly donors, which is the best thing. Um, so people will give a dollar a month or $5 a month. Um, it doesn't really matter what amount, but basically the idea is if you love New Orleans culture, you should support it. And the way that you support it is you become a monthly donor of Feed the Second Line. And we take that, that, that money and we're able to create jobs and we're able to support people. And, um, you know, we just went through a really big hurricane and, um, you know, we didn't have power for 10 days and the heat was really dangerous. Um, elderly people died um, in the city. And that was a moment where our uh, Feed the Second Line could spring into action and actually make a really big difference. Um, we repaired 150 houses, uh, preventing them from getting further damage with rain and things like that. We were delivering ice to elderly people who are musicians, elder culture figures of our city, um, delivering food. We've been delivering um, hurricane assistance to some of the smaller communities in South Louisiana, the places that really bore the brunt of the storm. and. In all of that, we've created jobs for dozens of musicians. I mean, we put about 60 people to work, which um, for those folks who are musicians, they don't have a way to earn a, a livelihood right now because of COVID. And what we're doing by giving them job opportunities, we're you know paying them to do nice things for other people. And that is the difference between having money for rent or not having money for rent for a lot of people. And it's a, it's a beautiful system because it really helps the younger musicians survive and they help other people who are elder musicians or elder culture bearers. Um, they help them you know, weather these, these uh, catastrophes that we're dealing with. Um, so that's basically the story and that's basically what Feed the Second Line is doing, um, what we have done and what we uh, hope to continue to do. Honestly, just like listening to you there, it's just a fantastic story. And 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 where the uh, I suppose the basis of it all comes from is, is New Orleans being that um, you know musical. I suppose uh, the soul of it's in the arts industry, isn't it? You know, with the with the music and and the singing and the dancing and the parades and 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 all of the stuff that comes along with that and and to see it get absolutely decimated by covid i mean the arts industry's been absolutely smashed everywhere i'm a um, a board member of a, a not for profit um uh what is it um arts magazine in perth pardon me mind blank for a second and um you know seeing these artists just being absolutely you know 
sitting there looking like where is where is the next meal going to come from where is the next um uh paycheck going to come from you know it's it's, it's devastating to see and, and with the effects of COVID-19 and, and then I suppose over in in um, New Orleans as well with the, in Louisiana with with the hurricane you know it's one thing after another and um being able to utilize uh, those people that otherwise are sitting working out what they're going to do for work um you know, it's a really admirable sort of thing that you guys are doing. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, really, really a hat off to you, honestly, what you've done. So, um, yeah, excited, excited to um, to hopefully plug it and, and spin a few more dollars heading your way. And hopefully the listeners are out there thinking the exact same thing. So um, further from that, uh, so what is it like at the moment in Louisiana after the hurricane, obviously not very good, but I know that you mentioned that there was no power and, and the like. How's the recovery effort going at the moment? Yeah, so um, New Orleans, the city was very lucky. Um, the, the storm um, took a funny little wobble to the west as it hit Louisiana. And so if you drive about 20 miles away from my house in New Orleans, um, you get a whole other level of devastation. Um, so there's the area, which is actually around the airport, um, an area called Kenner. As soon as you get to Kenner, that's where you see major damage. Um, and the hurricane, for whatever reason, just took a little wobble to the west. And that basically spared the city of New Orleans from the worst impacts. Now we have a lot of houses with roof damage here and the worst part when the, the city had no power um, because the, the temperature was so high and it was, it was deadly. Um, and there was, you know, 100,000, maybe 200,000 people trying to live through that here. Um, with limited uh, government support and uh, limited assistance. But if you drive about, you know, an hour and a half away from New Orleans, then you get into many of these smaller communities that were just destroyed, um, just completely destroyed and um, places that you've probably never heard of before that most people don't know exist. Um, communities that are Cajun, uh, shrimpers, uh, oyster people, um, people who are uh, salt of the earth kind of people. Um, when you drive down there, uh, you'll see about, I'd say 90% of the houses with major damage, maybe 30% of the houses just destroyed. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of communities there who still do not have running water or power. Um, and it's gonna be a very long road for those folks to rebuild. Um, and the thing that I've learned um, throughout the COVID you know, pandemic and the work that we've done, um, the thing that um, I, I really come back to a lot, and this is gonna sound really harsh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll preface it with that, but, um, you know, a lot of people love new Orleans around the world and we, we, we are appreciative of that. We are, we're thankful for that. Um, you know, that's why you have a, a radio program, uh, in Australia connected to our city. That's amazing. But 
what happens with these disasters is nobody cares about the place like the people that live there. Um, you know, when the uh, wildfires happened in Australia, you know, I read about it in the news and I felt terrible for the communities that were dealing with that. But then, you know, something else happens and it's not my community. So I, I stopped paying attention. And that's kind of, I think, human nature. And so a lot of our, our, our work um, to build Feed the Second Line is the idea that nobody cares about us but us, mm. um, which is, I think, true for every city, every community in the world. And so creating a system where local people can be in charge of responding to disasters is really important because nobody's going to do it as good or as um, with as much love as the people who live there. And, you know, we're not really going to forget because it's, it's right here. <laughs> um, and so that's really, you know, a big, big philosophical underpinning of everything that we do. And, um, you know, like I said, if there's anyone in Australia that's listening that loves New Orleans or loves Louisiana, um, you know, I definitely encourage people to join, uh, join our donor base, um, even if it's a dollar, you know, one Australian dollar per month, it, it actually adds up really quickly. And it's how we can build um, a stronger city, you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, the news cycle is one of those things. I mean, over here, um, you know, I've, I've got a fair bit of, um, I suppose, the Twitter feed and, and the like and a lot of connections over in New Orleans through doing this show. And, and for me, that's where my passion for it comes from. But you're exactly right. You know, as soon as the news cycle changes, all right, well, Ida happened a month ago now. Well, we're on to the next thing that's happening. And and um, it happened exactly the same here with the, with the bushfires that, I mean, obviously decimated three-quarters of Australia for for most of um, the summer of, what was it, 2019-20. And, um, you know, same thing. And I know exactly where that comes from. And, and the people on the ground are the ones that have the visibility of it. They don't get the opportunity to have the news cycle change and then all of a sudden their house is fixed and, and the water's running and, and you know, these, these this is people's lives. And, um, you know, like you said, if, if people can sign up and, and, and throw a few dollars a month or a dollar or whatever it is, you know, whatever you can afford. Well, we're in a fortunate little um, situation down here. And, and, you know, if you've got a few dollars floating around, well, sling it to people that, that need it. Um, so, so that being said, how do, how do we go about um, supporting uh, 
feed the second line? Yeah, so um, what anyone can do is go to feedthesecondline.org. And um, on that website, um, you'll be able to sign up as a donor. And once you do that, you know, you basically send us your email information when you put it on your credit card or whatever. And then we can email updates periodically to tell people what's happening. And it's um, the way that I like to, to talk about it, too, is that um, you guys have uh, Netflix, right? In yeah. Australia? Yeah. yeah. So I pay Netflix every single month uh, money. And I think I pay uh, 13 or $15 a month. I honestly don't even remember. Mm -hmm. It just automatically happens. And my kind of pitch to people is if you do that for Netflix, you do it because you like to watch TV or movies and you enjoy relaxing that way, um, which I do with my wife. It's super great. But how much do I love New Orleans? And if I could pay Netflix, um, you know, $13 a month, well, I could pay New Orleans culture that much too. And that's kind of the way that I think we can grow Feed the Second Line because, you know, right now we have 640 monthly donors and those people combined bring in money to employ musicians, to buy groceries for people, to cover funeral expenses that happens um, and, you know, if we could grow that instead of having 600 people, I mean, yeah, if we, if we had 6,000 people, we would have a much bigger capacity to do more or what would happen one day if we had 600,000 people? Um, because the thing about New Orleans for people who have been here or know the history of this place, New Orleans is a city that's always had a lot of poverty and a lot of inequality which um, I was a history teacher before I became a stay-at-home dad. Um, so I'll nerd out here for a moment, but uh, our city is directly tied to slavery and all the racism and all the segregation that happened over hundreds of years. And that is why our city has uh, poverty um, and inequality. They're, they're connected to each other. And one of the things that I think Feed the Second Line can do if it grows is actually fix that to a large degree. And so I just imagine the day when we have 6 million monthly donors, people throwing in a couple bucks here and there, and we just could do a, a world of good. And if we do that, the other thing that we do at the same time, aside from helping people, which is great, obviously to help people, but we make sure that the culture of our city stays strong because our culture is really special and it, it happens on the street. It's regular people who do the culture, who create the culture. And if we support those people, they will do more culture because it's what they love. It's what they're passionate about. And that's how we can keep New Orleans from becoming like any other American city. Um, because our, our city is special in that way. We're special because of our soul. Um, and our soul is because of our culture. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's kind of the way that I, I think about it. And uh, hopefully if there's anybody listening who, who likes that, you know, join us and become part of it. And I think that's how we make a really beautiful version of our city. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 
you know, keeping that um, that culture going on. You know, you lose those those elder culture bearers. Well, who teaches the next generation, and and how does it continue if we lose what the foundation is? Um, honestly, fantastic uh, organization. And guys, go out, feed the second line. Org, I think was the website. Um, yep. Go out there and, um, and and have a look. And if you can sign up and you've got a few dollars floating around, donate and and also sign up as a monthly, uh, I suppose, uh, patron, I guess, to pay and and um, and support a fantastic organisation, especially if you love New Orleans like in, in Louisiana, like I do. Um, so make sure you go and do that. We'll um, do a little. Uh, I've had, I've been working on something that uh, I want to I want to give away um, a pair of shoes, and we're going to do that. And, and the way to enter that is that you donate to Feed the Second Line, and, and you show me evidence that you've donated there, and um, and then we're going to announce that formally soon as well. So I'll do that at the end of the show, and hopefully that um, will get people up and about as well, and and get them involved and, and more likely to come and sign up it's all well and good for people to say yeah yeah, i'll get onto it but if you're going to get something out of it as well well you can do that um and you can show me improve it <laughs> and uh hopefully that will drum up a few more as well um devon i would like to thank you for joining us on the hoop ball pearls it's been absolutely fantastic having a chat with you about uh, everything that you're doing um is there anywhere else we can find you as feed the second line the best place or is there anything you'd like to plug yeah, well, there's one thing I'll share with uh, the Australian listeners because um, you guys have cyclones, right? We do. <laughs> Periodically. Um, one of the things we learned with this Hurricane Ida is that, um, you know, the hurricane hits, the power goes out, and restaurants um, lose power, and then they have to throw away all the food in the, in the freezer. And what happened in New Orleans is people were going hungry, at the very same time that restaurants were just throwing away all this food. And one of the things that we're gonna do to try to fix that for the next hurricane is something that we're calling the stay lit, get lit uh, campaign idea initiative. Um, But basically we're gonna raise money to put solar panels on restaurants and batteries that connect to the solar panels. Because when the cyclone hits, if the grid goes out, um, but the restaurant has the batteries and the solar, then they don't lose power because they're going to, they're, they'll be fine. Um, and solar panels actually hold up very well to hurricane force winds. Um, there's a lot of evidence that they're, they do great. And so one of the things that every community can start to do is take this idea from us here in New Orleans, because if you put solar panels and batteries on the restaurants in Australia that are in the cities where there might be a cyclone, um, that would enable that restaurant to become the first responder for their neighborhood, for their community. And then they can cook for the people and they don't have to waste all that food and they can help people charge their cell phones, help the ice machines running uh, so that elderly people can, can cool down you know, and not die of heat exhaustion. Um, and this is a way too that I think local communities take care of their people better than anybody. And so this is one of the things that we kind of learned with uh, our hurricane. Um, and we're working on that as well. And I just wanted to share that with Australian listeners because you guys have cyclones just like we do. And um, it's a solution that I think would be helpful um, to anybody who's, who's going to potentially deal with that. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, I think the people up in Queensland and um, up in the north of Western Australia, they get battered with cyclones down then. Um, fairly often in recent times, actually, I don't know, maybe it's into climate change and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, uh, definitely ideas to, to share. And I think knowledge um, that you guys have got is invaluable. And, and you know, um, if people are listening, that's a great idea. Go and get solar panels and, and batteries and prepare for the cyclones because that season will no doubt be coming again in the wet season coming up in, I suppose, a few months, actually, November through to January usually. So, um, yeah, if, you've, if you're listening, go and uh, use that... Uh, Use those ideas. Devin, thank you very much for your time. It's been um, absolutely fantastic chatting with you guys. Go and, feed, uh, go and check out Feed the Second Line. Um, go and check out the website as well. They link all together so you can you can jump through and see Feed the First Line and you can uh, and Crew of Red Beans. You can check them all out. Um, Devin, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me and um, lovely to chat. And, um, you know, I appreciate everybody in Australia that... Um, you know, cares about our, our city. And thanks, thanks again for having me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Cool. So thanks again to Devin for, um, for coming on guys, go and support uh, feed the second line. And as I alluded to in the conversation, um, what we're going to run now is a little um, competition. I'm going to run it through Twitter. So um, what I want you to do, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Um, I personally am going to donate a pair of Zion ones, um, the basketball shoe that Zion has released. If I'm able to get them in, in whatever country or, uh, or place that you are, um, basically haven't bought them yet. Uh, but when you win, um, you're going to get a pair of them. Um, I'll arrange the size purchase and uh, shipping and we'll just get it over over to you um the catch is is that you've got to donate to feed the second line um whether that's an ongoing payment or it is a um a one-off um all the i'll put a post up on twitter and if uh basically we'll do a, a retweet competition and um you retweet and uh you get a second entry if you um you put some money with it as well and uh, better chance to win. So, and, and I'll put all the terms and conditions on on Twitter and um, yeah, so watch out for that one. It's the first time I've done anything like this, so we'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, we're going to run it for the month of October. Um, so until the 31st of October, Perth time, um, we'll we'll run that and um, and hopefully we can we can drum up a bit of support for uh, for the uh, for for New Orleans and, and and feed the second line. Um, fantastic organisation again and. Really appreciate uh, Devin taking the time out of his day to um, to look after us and, and, and have a chat. And, um, you know, he's exactly right. The news cycle changes and, um, you know, you see it in anything. We see it in the Pelicans, you know, the news cycle changes and all of a sudden it's all uh, rosy again. But um, there's a whole heap of other stuff that continues on thereafter. So not a lot of Pell stuff today. Um, by way of update, Pell's had their training camp start. Um, and that's pretty much where we've been at. There hasn't been too much more otherwise, so we're keeping an eye on that. Um, obviously, all of the fallout from Media Day, but um, otherwise, I'll be back again with another episode in, I don't know, a couple of days, and we'll have a chat about how training camp went and preview the Minnesota Timberwolves game. But anyway, guys, for now, keep an eye out for that um, 
that post if you want to wear, win your, uh, yourself a pair of shoes and also support a good cause. Uh, obviously, I want the money to go directly there. I don't want anything to come to me. And um, let's just try to, to rally around the community um, because that's that's what's important. That's what makes us who we are and uh, that's what makes New Orleans and, and Louisiana what it is. So, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. A bit philosophical for uh, for today, but um, I enjoyed it and I hope you guys did too. Um, we'll speak soon. As always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, at Hoopball Pels. This is the Hoopball Pelicans podcast, and uh, I'll leave you with that. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.